This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. We turn to Joan Walsh. Of course, she's a national affairs correspondent for The Nation and a political analyst at CNN. Hi, Joan. Hi, John. Well, the pundits are all saying that the turning point in this historic night was on Saturday when Joe Biden won that blowout in South Carolina, 30-point blowout, completely unexpected. And the pundit said there's one reason that Joe Biden won big in South Carolina, and that was because of the endorsement of Jim Clyburn. I had no idea that there was a kingmaker in South Carolina, but now everybody says this is the key to everything that's happened in the last week. He's the highest-ranking African-American in the House. One poll found that 61% of Democratic voters said Clyburn's endorsement was an important factor in their decision. I know you spent a lot of time in South Carolina uh, leading up to their primary. What did you see of this? I think it's exactly right. The pundits are almost always wrong, but they're, they're absolutely right about that. To some extent, Jim Clyburn was a queenmaker in 2016. Uh, he had had a falling out with the Clintons in 2008 because they perceived him, I don't know if it was correct or not, he stayed neutral in that race, but they perceived him as favoring Barack Obama. Bill Clinton made some, you know, ill-advised comments about it. But by 2016, Clyburn had put that behind him and came out in advance for Hillary Clinton. Uh, and she won the black vote 86-14 um, in South Carolina, John. I have to say, another part of the equation is I have a lot of respect for Bernie Sanders. He ran a better campaign in South Carolina, reaching African Americans. Uh, his state director was a black woman, but he didn't do much better. I think he finished with about 14%, 12 to 14% um, on Saturday night. So, the, yes, Clyburn has, has a lot to do uh, with where the black vote goes especially in a crowded race, uh, and especially with, with Joe Biden on life support. But, you know, Bernie also lost it. And why do you think Elizabeth Warren didn't do better? The argument for her, which many of our colleagues at The Nation made very eloquently, was that while she had pretty much the same issues in proposals as Bernie, she would have been a stronger candidate because, first of all, she was a Democrat, she was younger, uh, she would be able to govern better. And because she was a woman, that's that's a pretty good argument. And yet her campaign is, you know, is about to die. Well, you know, I think, honestly, Warren took it from the left, right and center. You know, we perceive Michael Bloomberg, RIP. Uh, I'm very happy that whatever happens with Warren, she her campaign outlasted Bloomberg's. We perceive uh, Michael Bloomberg is coming in because Biden was weak, that is true. Uh, because Sanders was rising, that is true. But I think he really hated Elizabeth Warren. And I, you know, I think that she, she was really his target. So, so she took it from him. She took it uh, since before Saturday in South Carolina, and definitely before Super Tuesday. The, the establishment really coalesced around Biden. I mean, Harry Reid, who'd really been a mentor to Warren and, and wanted her to run for Senate uh, and, and was really reportedly torn between her and Biden, Harry Reid went, went in for Biden. So, the, you know, the, the centrists went in 
for Biden and, and against Warren. And then finally, you know, our friends on the left, I guess Warren um, miscalculated, thinking that all those people who said, run, Elizabeth, run, and all those people who said, I'll vote for a woman, but just not Hillary Clinton, I, I want Elizabeth Warren, she thought they were telling the truth, but they really weren't. And so when she distant, distanced from Bernie a little bit on uh, Medicare for All, she was trashed. When Adi Barkin, the great, great activist who is dying, came out for her, he was trashed. When she, in my opinion, told her truth about Bernie telling her she couldn't win as a woman before they both ran, they flooded her with snake emojis. So the left came for Warren as well. And of course, the media erased her, as I've written repeatedly and talked to you about. So she she certainly made some mistakes, but I think she she wound up having the most enemies in the field. And, and that that surprised me, and that really hurt her. The most surprising thing to me about this whole event of Super Tuesday is the way it has violated everything we thought we knew about what it took for a campaign to win. We have been saying for, you know, half of our lifetime, it's the ground game. It's the face-to-face, yeah. door-to-door work. It's the committed people talking to their neighbors about candidates. It's a mistake to throw all this money into TV. Don't hire the consultants. But Joe Biden won in states where he had no ground game at all, Zero. where he had Zero. no paid staff. And Bernie has had this massive, you know, volunteer organization and paid staff for... And Warren, o- too. You for know, over, Warren, I- yeah, and Warren, yeah. too. For over a year, they've been working at this. So uh, what happened to our understanding of how politics works in America? A couple things. You know, obviously, I feel like you're quoting me back to me because (laughs) I've been saying that. Yes. And and when I, you know, when I've covered the other races that I've covered, covering the rise of Democrats in Virginia, that's all been true, John. It it may be that Bernie and, and Warren, to some extent, were organizing in the wrong places, but the media matters and the media was against both Warren and, and Bernie, I would argue. There's not really a Democratic establishment because there was nobody who could clear the field. But when push came to shove, the establishment did coalesce around Biden. But I would also say, just like it was pretty idiotic to count Biden out, everybody out, and anoint Bernie the front runner and the presumptive nominee after three races when he won Nevada. Admittedly, he won by a lot. That was stupid. It's also stupid to count Bernie out now. There's still a long way to go. We still, you know, as we speak, your state of California is still counting votes. It's not likely, but it is possible that when all those votes are counted, you know, Bernie could erase Biden's delegate lead or really narrow it to almost nothing. So we don't want to go too far in the other direction, even though Biden's three-day comeback, I mean, he rose, you know, almost as fast as Jesus did. And we've never (laughs) seen that before in American politics. So, you know, it's not nothing. There's a reason we're talking about it. But it but it's not over either. Let's talk about Bloomberg for a minute. It is one of the great satisfactions, as you say, is Bloomberg uh, withdrawing on uh, Wednesday morning. He said uh, six very important words on Wednesday morning. I will work to make Biden president. Actually, it's seven words. By all accounts, he has by far the most sophisticated big data operation in, in politics. Uh, how much of a difference is this going to make for Joe Biden, do you think? 
I think it could make a huge difference. Uh, you know, I, I, I have to say, like him or not, and I'm not a huge fan, Michael Bloomberg said he would put that at the service of Bernie Sanders if Bernie was the nominee as well. And I, though he's endorsed Biden at this point, I, I hope that's still true. Uh, although Bernie said he wouldn't accept it, which I understand, but, you know, it's got to be all hands on deck uh, against Donald Trump. And, and you know, Bloomberg brings a lot of, of data sophistication, a lot of digital sophistication um, that, that more, than, more than Bernie or Biden has. So, you know, if Bernie's the nominee, I hope he finds a way to uh, accept that. But, it, but at any rate, I think it's a big I think it's a big deal for Biden because the existential fear of Trump that made, I think, I know a lot of people in all the Super Tuesday states who went into Tuesday thinking they were voting for Warren, but voted for Biden. Um, you know, there, there's a there's a terror um, that, that is appropriate. Um, I, I wish it hadn't manifested itself for Biden, honestly, but it did. And that's where we are putting that together with with Bloomberg's money and data and digital, you know, could could really cover over some of the very genuine problems with with the Biden operation. So if you were an advisor to Bernie Sanders this morning, what would you tell him the campaign needs to do now to uh, to regain the lead starting let's starting out in Michigan? Well, he won Michigan. Uh he you know, came he came from behind and really surprised uh, Hillary Clinton. So he could do that again. I mean, I think the most important thing I would say is to take your lead from people like your campaign and pain manager, Faz Shakir and uh, Jane Klebe, a, a great supporter from Nebraska, and do not hound Elizabeth Warren out of this race. Stop your people from blaming her for the fact, for, for your losses on Super Tuesday. Just Stop it. Act like you want to lead the Democratic Party, not that you want to burn it to the ground. The suburban women who got the House uh, for Democrats in 2018, they are, with the black community, they are powering Joe Biden. Try speaking to them and try having your supporters stop calling them hysterical wine moms. Just try turning down the hate and turning up the love. Because I know there are loving people in that campaign. Some of my best friends are among them. But you are not going to win the nomination of a party that you continue to hold in such contempt. So I would say accentuate the positives. Reach out to the black community. Reach out to suburban wine moms. Reach out to even women who don't support you and African-Americans who don't support you. I was very disappointed that he skipped going to Selma in order to campaign in Warren's home state of Massachusetts. Uh, He should have gone to Selma, which is a historic civil rights site, but also the site of a Super Tuesday state. Um, But it was more important, apparently, to go humiliate Elizabeth Warren than to talk to the black community. All that's got to change. And there are people in his campaign who know it. Joan Walsh, reader at thenation.com. Joan, thanks for talking with us today. Thank you, John.
You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. Thank you.